Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. We've arrived Ooh, where are we? to this extra special episode Ooh. of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. What's so special about it? Is there cake? Yes. Ooh. Tell me more. Tons of it. What's your favorite type of cake? What's my favorite? Mm, you know, now that I mentioned, I'm really more of like a pie person. I know I, you're but more if of I, a pie person, but I answered the question. I, I, so if I had to pick a specific, I would just go, you know, like, uh, Funfetti. Well, you know what? What's that? We've got Funfetti. Ooh, hell yeah! I know! Ooh, thank you, Spooky Voice! You're welcome. Is surprisingly, not hurting the voice. All right! <laughs> yes! <laughs> It's because you're a good actor is what you are. Hey, thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am the aforementioned Griffin. And I am okay. Zack. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was moving my wrist to take a drink of water, and I'm really glad that I didn't Ooh. in that moment. Was the voice creepy and or spooky? It was, but like I, I slid into the character of like uh, just happy to be here guy uh really yeah. quickly um but i will have nightmares about it nightmares nightmares <laughs> <laughs> i will have nightmares about it later tonight behold the nightmares <laughs> that's like that's like the name of like the shitty gang in town you're yep. like like the you know, the like a move over the jets the nightmares are in town they were the nightmares Nightmares rule! <laughs> but the reason for the spooky season is, uh, despite the fact that it's February, um, we're dipping into some new source material for everyone's favorite 5th edition of a tabletop game. Uh, we're diving into Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu Mythos Sourcebook. Yeah, so we're going to get into some uh, some creepy-ass uh, 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 great old one shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, from Peterson Games, move aside, H.P. Lovecraft, it's Sandy Peterson's yeah. mythos now. He took it from If you. you're, yeah, yeah, because you're, cause, frankly, H.P., yeah. you're kind of a piece of shit, bro. Hey, H.P., get bent. <laughs> hey, get bent, H.P. Hey, roll in your grave, my man. Yeah. Uh, yes, brought to you by uh, Sandy Peterson and Peterson's Games, and also my very loud neighbors who you'll probably hear throughout this podcast. Hey. Hopefully I can do my editing well. But before we get hey, into I- our critters, Zach, I do have a game for you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Faithful listeners will remember back, I think, when we did Mythic Odysseys of Theros. Of Terry. Of, yeah. I did a, I, we did a game that is, uh... This is the it's direct- been a bit since we've done a good game. This is the direct sequel. Um, as you know, in the Cthulhu mythos, the like great old ones have all of these like they have like seventy different titles each, like yeah. weird nicknames or whatnot. It is um, ludicrous. We're gonna play a game where I'm gonna say a thing, and you're gonna guess whether it's a Kama Sutra physician or a nickname for a great old one. <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. Let's go. <laughs> all right, are you ready? Yes. All right, first one, face eater. Um, 
See, like, I want to say great old ones, but I, I think it's going to end up being a Kama Sutra. Great old one. No! Uh, okay. All right, next. I, 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 I did a much better job last time. That's okay. There's more to go. Next, The Star. The Star. Kama Sutra. Correct. Cool. Number three, The Magic Mountain. Ooh. I'm going to say Kama Sutra again. Correct. Nice! All right. The Key three. and the Gate. Great old one. Correct. Nice. I really okay. like I thought that one was very good. The key in the gate's pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds like a sex position. Yeah. Uh, I, I am the key master. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to keep going. Uh, next okay. one. The black goat. Great old one. Correct. Nice. The, oh, man. Four for five. Good so, good, good so far. Next. The visitor. Ooh. Just because it's going to make me go hee 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 if it's right, I'm going to have to go Kama Sutra. That is correct. Yeah! Hee 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 Next, Nuclear Chaos. Um, I, I'm going to probably have to go with the Great Old One. Correct. You're doing uh, good. I was, like, I was like, I don't think nuclear energy had been discovered when the Kama Sutra was originally but made. But man, what so. if though? Uh, but what, right. man, what if though? Two more. The Glowing Triangle. See, that's a good... I, I'm going to have to say great old one. Incorrect. That is a commissary position. All right. Last one. The all-in-one. Oh, shit. Is this going to be like a trick where, like, there's one of this in both? I will not say. Damn. Great old one. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I only missed two out of how many? Uh, out of nine. So Ooh, pretty good I job. Did, I did a pretty good job. Uh, <laughs> I really, I was really desperately looking for something that was in both because I think I did that with the Theros one. Uh, but alas, I, <laughs> I had too too little time. Perhaps there is. Perhaps a great old one and a Kama Sutra position share a nickname. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy with that game. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. Perhaps like Cthulhu and Kali have like gotten down, and so there's some crossover or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something really. It's got something something involving tentacles. Probably. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with the like Cthulhu mythos at large, that's fine. So are we. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't know a lot about it. I know what I know from pop culture. I've never read I, a single Lovecraft book. Yeah, see, like, I got a little into it and did a little bit of just, like, Wikipedia yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, just kind of out of a, a cursory interest. Um, I've played the Arkham so, yeah, Horror board game a bunch of times. I, I think the, the best sort of genre sort of tight, like, like what subgenre, I guess, is cosmic horror. Yeah. In that it's, like, crazy old gods from beyond the stars um, that... Uh, uh, their visages uh, are known to make mortals uh, go insane. Yeah, it's the... And that's sort of the whole shtick. Themes of madness, of doomsday cults. Uh, I mean, the Call of Cthulhu TTRPG is a great example of this. It's because, like, you're just normal people, right? Like, you you don't have... Yeah. Like, you're, you're not playing wizards and rangers. You're playing, like, archaeologists and detectives. It's very Pulp Fiction. I, I do think every once in a while, like they, there's like options to be like clairvoyant people. That's fair, but like, but like other than that, yeah. But it's set in like um, the real world. 
Uh, yes. But we're I, I, I haven't extensively read this book, but this is a supplement for 5th edition D&D. So all the stat blocks here for, are in D&D mode, and it's a bunch of crazy shit. So um, I guess general content warning for cosmic horror stuff, which can ex- covers oh, it's a lot. Real, it's, it's real creepy. Some, yeah. some body horror, some, you know, general ickiness. That's all I've got, I guess. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get wet and wild. All right, let's why don't we why don't we dive in here? All right, first up is something called I figured we'd start off with something halfway familiar. This is a star vampire. Bleed. Which like I could see this being in like just by name alone, you could turn this into something that could fit into a children's show, but this is not the case here. This book has a really cool thing where there's a little section that says what you see. So it's like author-given narration, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that. I'm going to try to do the, do the, do the voice. <clears throat> the scary voice. Yes. An otherworldly chittering tickles your ears, sending chills down your spine. Slowly, a swollen creature with huge talons and covered in masses of sucker-like proboscises. I definitely butchered that, but whatever. You're good. Continue. Continue. Comes into view, redly, for one, for only where the blood inside of it sloshes around its form can you make out its shape. Gross. You you had a very, told a very interesting line between like a creepy voice and like the this summer <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> the star the vampire <laughs> comes to you this summer to theaters near you. Um. <clears throat> The star vampire, though naturally invisible, the first sign of these creatures is typically a strange, high-pitched tittering sound that seems to come from everywhere and nowhere. As they feed upon the blood of their victims, the blood itself remains visible and gives the creature a perceivable form. Since oh, each star vampire is effectively covered in mouths, also yucky, any part of a star vampire's body can drain vitality and magic from its victims. One end of the creature may protrude in a sort of head-like mass, but it has no visible sense organs or emblems of its status. Star vampires are completely invisible in the normal visible spectrum and can walk on, uh, walk on the ether of space. They are 10 to 16 feet in length and gravity... <laughs> wow. Gravity does not seem to affect them. Gross, bro. So yeah, it's this just kind of... The art here is just kind of like a... I don't know. A... An alien a mouth squid. squid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the shtick is, I guess, it's always invisible, but the blood that it drains from you is remains visible. It, it says here in its uh, stat block, uh, it's something called bloodless invisibility. The star vampire is constantly naturally invisible, except when it contains undigested blood. Oh man, yeah. It, it's like um, you know. Remember uh, Kool Aid Jammers? How like the back mm-hmm. of them was like see through, so you could like see the juice inside. Yeah, it was it was the best. So this is it, what it's an innovation. Like a, a murderous Kool Aid Jammer <laughs> it just comes it <laughs> up, but it takes a straw and punches it into yeah. you. <laughs> We've said that before in D&D and playing that. It's like, um, yeah, I'm going to pop that guy like a juice box and, you know, drink some life from him. This is literally that, the creature. 
Oh my god. Oh man, that's uh, awful. There I think <laughs> probably everything in this book is going to be an aberration probably. Uh, um Um one of mine I think is a monstrosity, but uh, not much different. Yeah. It's chaotic evil, unsurprisingly. Uh the star vampire can survive and fly in space at incredible speeds. Travel times vary, but it can generally arrive within the same solar system in uh, 3d20 hours or travel to another star, star system within 3d20 days. Um, it's got the amorphous thing where it can squeeze through an opening uh, that's as narrow as one foot wide. Uh, it has this tittering sound. It emits a sound that comes seems to come from all directions at once. Uh, da, 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 da. Creatures who hear it need to make either uh, intelligence investigation or wisdom perception checks. On success, they can learn the location of the star vampire, but they still cannot see it. So it's kind of like honing in, despite it coming the sound coming at you from all sides. And the star vampire doesn't need to breathe, which is funny because it's like made of mouths. <sighs> Uh, obviously it has this blood drain that's kind of its main thing. It grapples you, drains blood from you, you're restrained. Kind of similar to like a mind flare almost. Uh, and then it has a move called digest blood. Oh no. Where if it has drained blood, uh, it metabolizes all of the blood inside of it and regains 40 hit points. And then it immediately goes invisible again because it, it drank all the blood. That's awful. Yeah. So, uh. Hey Griff. Yeah. Hey Griff. That's yeah? awful. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, everything in this book, I think, is going to be pretty consistently awful. And um, yeah. I saw a star vampire, and I thought, oh, neat. Like, maybe it's all shiny and stuff. But no. Oh, no, it's awful. It's just a, it's just a flying space squid that lives off of your blood. Yep. Yep. <gasps> it's not friendly. It's not good to look at. Um, I'm still, I still have reservations, if I can tell you. Just kind of straight up, Zach. I still have reservations about keeping these anywhere near the shop. Oh, yeah. No, uh, uh, like, I don't plan on going out for any of them. I just figured, hey, we have this new field guide. Perhaps we'll just look at some interesting new things. Okay, so we're really um, we're really just window shopping. Yeah, we're just kind of not even window shopping. Like, we're doing, we're, we're like, online shopping, like, through, like, seven VPNs mm-hmm. and, like, a, a whole trove of like firewalls and shit. Yeah, I've got my proxy server yeah. set up. Exactly. Like we want no no trace of this horror <laughs> coming back to us at all. No. Um cuz it will be the end of us as has proven in every um sort of cosmic horror thing ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't win. Yeah. People you always can't. people always try. You can't win. Yeah. Ask Kristen Stewart. She was in like a sneaky Cthulhu movie a couple like like last year. Really? Yeah, it was, I think it was called Deep. They're in like a they're in they're in like a underground underwater like mining station. Okay. Some stuff goes haywire. All these creepy beings come up, and at the end, boom! Oh yeah, spoilers ahead. <laughs> Skip a, yeah, hit, hit that jump thirty second button if you need to. Uh, yeah, I'll wait for you. Hit it now. And then, yeah, Cthulhu shows up at the end. Just sneaky Cthulhu. It's just a sneaky Cthulhu movie. God, always so sneaky. D- yeah, no. Can never just be yeah, straight sneaky. with me, Cthulhu. Yeah, no, it was Kristen Stewart in her, I gotta say, amazing comeback. Because she was sort of under the radar for a bit there. I love Kristen she's Stewart. Come back, she's come back with some bangers. Yeah. Like, like, did you see the new Charlie's Angels movie? Oh, Of course I didn't. Oh, it it's so a movie. Goofy. 
That's fair. You don't watch movies don't watch that much. Movies. Anywho, anywho, uh, yeah, Cthulhu is sneaky and shows up in yeah. random places. I don't really have anything else to stay, say about the star vampire. I just kind of wanted to open the book so we knew what we were getting into. Because I figured our, our opening segment would take a little bit longer. So um, yeah. we can just move on from these dirty bitches and we get on send to you else. off uh, star vampires with a patented Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop. Yuck. Uh, yuck. Yuck, bro. No, uh, thank you, sir. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So, so um, what's next? Next, we're going to be looking at the dole. And I'm not talking about the banana. I was going to make a Bob Dole joke. Oh, I was thinking of like, you know, like Dole bananas. I'm a Chiquita guy. Um, We're going to start with the what you see, because I think it's a good place to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do the voice. Yeah. This creature has a three-pronged mouth and a huge, limbless body with gill-like slits under the sides. I felt kind of like Ralphie from A Christmas Story there. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just a pretty long sentence with a lot of descriptors. Yeah, so yeah, I felt yeah. like being like, you know, the Red Rider red carbine action 200 shot range ball air rifle with the compass on the stock and this thing which tells time. <laughs> you just sent me on a trip. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what I do here. So based on this description, I haven't looked at any pictures yet. It's just kind of a big aqua worm. It's kind of like the worm from Dune. Or from like tremors. So you're you're cla- any, any sort of big big worm. Your classic yeah. sandworm, your classic purple Kinda. worm design. Yeah. Doles are enormous maggot like beings with oh. literally hollowed out entire oh, oh which literally hollow out entire worlds. Made it much worse very quickly. Ultimately destroying them. The inhabitants of worlds infested by doles typically focus largely on spells and anti-dull tactics to slow their world's destruction. Almost always this effort ultimately fails, (laughs) though dogged defense can often hold off the world's fate for centuries or even millennia. Wow. Dull reproduction follows a bizarre generation alter... uh, Oh, wow. Alternation. What's... Alternation method. Generation alternation. That's my favorite uh, nightclub theme. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is how they travel from planet to planet. When a doll gives birth, its new larva does not appear in the material plane. What? Instead, it emerges in the dreamlands of a, as a doll hatchling. The, this creature lives and grows in the dreamlands until it becomes an adult doll. At that point, it gives birth to a cluster of larvae in the material universe, typically at the heart of a planet oh. or in an area already infested by dolls, to assist in finishing off a world they have invaded. These offspring are dull hatchlings. That's fucked. Uh, This next paragraph begins with the terrifying reality, so I have to read it. (laughs) The terrifying reality of this method of reproduction is that there's no way to prevent dolls from attacking a given world. They don't travel to it from space. They simply appear within it at the the whim of a monstrous dreamlands creature. Yeah, I mean, what what do you do? It's just your planet. Your planet just gets heartworms and you're done. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck Damn, dude. They can survive magma. Uh, They cool off the core as they burrow, weakening the planet, eventually causing the core to solidify. (laughs) Generate huge tunnels and earthquakes, and uh, it causes amazing destruction to terrify any mortal. Yeah. 
Hi, Cosmic Horror. It's me, Griffin. Jesus. It's you, it's you Griff. Uh, yeah, no, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't even need to read, like, their combat. No, shit. let's they're just, just let's, they're just big. Let's get into that block, I guess. Yeah, let's see. They can't be put to sleep or controlled by dominate monster, magic jar, or any other means of compulsion or possession. It remains it re- susceptible <laughs> to confusion, however. <laughs> okay, I love that, though. It's like can... the, you, the, you can't put him to sleep. The highest level enchantment magic won't work on it, but you can make it a little bit dizzy. <laughs> it can spit gobs of thick acidic uh, slime out to 300 feet. God damn. Um, it has blind sight and tremor sense. Classic swallow maneuver. Uh, yeah, they take a shit ton of da- acid damage if you land in it, and most things are sort of d- dissolved. Yeah, the I'm looking at the nice. there's a there's a block for a dull hatchling and for a dull adult, and the adults got legendary. Oh, I, 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 w- I was just reading the hatchling there. My yeah. bad, my bad. Although, hey Zach, real quick, yeah, look at the dull adult and its hit points. Oh, nice four twenty. Yes, he's the gargantuan monstrosity. Uh, I think I picked both monstrosities. Cool, cool, cool. It has blind sight up to three miles. I mean, I guess that makes sense. If oh it's my a, god! If this Trimmer is a, sense out to one mile. If this is a world destroying thing, oh, can I read this part? It has yeah, this tag it, called massive. So it's it's gargantuan. It's considered gargantuan, yeah. which is the largest size category that D anD D offers. This thing has the cat, the, this tag of massive. The dole is much larger than most gargantuan creatures. The space it occupies is a 100-foot radius oh, circle. Oh, man. Though it can move through a space as narrow as 50 feet without squeezing, oh, it is so large shit. that it ignores conventional, difficult terrain, but it treats forests and settlements, and settlements as difficult terrain. Jesus a huge Christ. or smaller creature can move through the dole space and vice versa. A huge or similar creature can climb the dole with a DC 20 athletics. A dole, the dole can't make opportunity attacks against creatures smaller than huge because it can't fucking see them. They're fucking ants. Yo, that's in- fucking insane, though. Oh, here's a really, um, another unique feature under its damage immunities. Damage immunities, acid, fire... Damage dealt in an amount less than 15. Wow. So it just has a 15-point static armor that, unless you can do 15 damage to it, you do no, no damage You to do it. nothing. Wow. Yeah, fuck these things and their world-devouring asses. Insane. Its burrow speed is 100. Its speed is 100 feet. Its burrow speed is 150 feet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, this is... Maybe, Zach, this is our biggest boy yet. I think this is our biggest boy. There's an entire paragraph dedicated to how big the boy is. Oh my god, this is the biggest boy we've ever had. Alright, now, but let's, let's, I know we're not purchasing one of these, hell no, we would, we would be cashing a check our asses can't bounce. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't want to touch these things ever. Ooh, there's another, there's another what you see. (gasps) Do it. <clears throat> this truly gigantic worm-like horror bursts through the world's crust with earth 
quake-inducing force, its enormous mob-dripping caustic slime unto the blasted waste. Christ alive. There were some unnecessary pauses in that delivery, and for that I apologize, everyone. They have lair actions which are obscuring ash, crumble, and volcanic death throws. Okay. Read that last one, please. Yeah, sure. A jet of rapidly cooling lava erupts from a point on the surface the dole can sense with its tremor sense. Each creature with a 60-foot radius a sphere <laughs> set it on that point must succeed on a DC 20 dex save uh, or take uh, 36 or 8d8 fire damage. If the dole is in the area, it drinks up the lava's heat and regains 20 hit points. Yo, fuck the Tarrasque. Dude, I want this, a, I want a not, level 20 party to fight this thing. You ain't killing this bitch. The art that is below here is just a massive one of this bursting out of the planet. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. That is just, you can see the curvature of the Earth. Damn, this thing big. I'm going to leave that stunned silence in, I think. So, listener, don't be alarmed. That's just me and Zach staring at this thing and being like... It's this thing's like a lot of the, a lot of the cosmic horror stuff is it's it's you know its visage is so alien to you it's truly like you can't comprehend it like your brain can't make sense of it this thing is so big my brain can't make sense of it yeah it's not I've... like it's not like it's it's design is very simple it's just a tube with some pinchers on the end yeah but like damn dude but it is oh my god. <laughs> All right, I gotta scroll down. I gotta scroll how do you down. fight this thing? You don't. You just run and ho- and maybe leave your planet or okay, something. Okay, okay, but let's do our let's do our due due, due diligence. If someone w- <laughs> no, maybe not. come on, come on, come on, entertain me, entertain it for like two minutes. All right, how- the only person I could I could think of yeah. that would want one of these things. You know, uh, was it Galacticus from uh, uh, the Marvel comics? He's a yeah. he's a Titan, yeah. I think, and uh, the guy who like fights- eat, eats planets with the solar yeah, Surfer. the eater of worlds, devour worlds. Yeah, mm. these guys would get along great. I think they get along so well. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, you, you we can be bros, and you can eat planets with me. Yeah, perfect. See, huh? easy. There you go. That's a big fish. Not, that's a big fish it's client. It's not hard. Right there, it's though. easy. <laughs> Galactus is a big fish client. Like we can, we get that. Like oh, we get Galactic like Galacticus, and we're good to go. I mean, he. Th- I'm gonna make sure that, that that's the right name because if now I'm gonna sound like a weeb. I think it's just Galactus, right? Galactus. Yes, it is Galactus. You're right. Galactus. I was Galacticus. That's his brother. Oh no! I'm thinking there were there were they spoofed it in Fairly Odd Parents once. Oh, you're fucking where he's like, I am Galactus, the <laughs> eater of planets. <laughs> but like, Galactus like has ne- probably never had a pet before. Oh, probably not. I'm just saying, no, we go to him to be like, hey, we're puny mortals. We bow before your terror. Um, hey, buddy, what's up? We got this cool worm though uh, yeah. that also likes to eat worlds. We know how much you like to eat worlds, Galactus. Um, and the- also, you know, if as a tip you want to make a silver surface, cool. Yeah, I mean, like I'll be so I'll be silver and have a hot bod. I'm here for it. Yeah, be, be a chrome man. I'd be down to be a chrome man. Yeah, Zach. I'd like chrome. chrome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi there, my name is Zach Croman. And I'm Griffin Croman. No relation. Uh- <laughs> yeah, these things are are nuts. Um, I. 
I would. I think if a dole was destroying my world. Sorry, I, I, I was scrolling down and I saw yet another picture that made me just go, huh. Yeah. Um, I think the if book a book is full of them. I think if a dole was destroying my world, I would just say fuck it and just try to ride the damn thing. But like, what if it goes on the ground? Then I then go like underground with it, and I die. But then, but yeah, you, you die. Well, the world's gonna explode and split in half anyway. It's gonna, it's, it's yeah, gonna wrap see, around the world and cut it in half like a pizza cutter. See, like if I was aware that a doll was like about to destroy my world, I would just fucking go out like doing everything cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Like go to Cancun, get my drink on, <laughs> do do like some zip lining, fire some off some flare jumping. guns. I've I've always wanted to ride a hang glider. Yeah, you can hang like, you can hang glide right into this thing's gob. Right into its giant massive gob. It's planet um, core consuming gob. It's but, just massive. I bet I bet I bet I bet, gob. I bet Dole eat ass though. <laughs> Griffin. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because we're a comedy podcast, Zach, and I needed to make you laugh more. Oh man! That you told oh. me you had a rough day at work, and so I'm trying to make you laugh more. No, no, you did. Oh man, but no, they, 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 they do eat that ass. Oh, uh, Dolly! Oh, oh, Dolly, that ass! Dolly, mad ass. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that's. Uh, I think this is the perfect time to hop over to our sponsors and take a moment to appreciate our sponsors for sponsoring segments like that. Thanks, sponsors. Hey, sponsors. Thank you. Take it away. Are you ready for the world's most prolific bard? Bringing you a collection of the Kinderland's greatest hits. Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits with such classics as Morty's Mom. Morty's mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Jackson's Girl. You know I wish that I had Jackson's Girl. I wish that I had Jackson's Girl. Where can I find a wizard like that? The pride and joy of the final flight. From Planes Watch to Bulwark, everyone knows a fear. Start spreading the news. Classics for now, classics for then, classics forever. I want to be a part of it. Bulwark, bulwark. Step into a realm of melodic marvels with the man of many faces. Planet by our shiny boy. He's Jackson Silver and his sight is not a toy. Blinded by our shiny boy. Is Jackson There's never been a musical collection like this until now. Get inspired. You need some help with that. Bardic inspiration. Going to give you help with that. Bardic inspiration. I Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and order your copy today for four easy payments of 25 gold each. Sit back. Relax and enjoy. Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits. Toss a coin to your shifter. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, 
toss a coin to your shifter or valley of plenty. We made it. We went through. We went to. We got sucked through a uh, dimensional wormhole, and we're plummeted. To, to Ry- I, I believe it's Riley is where Cthulhu lives. That's his hometown. That's that's where he was born. He's a he's a good old fashioned Riley boy. He's a Ry- Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. It's like R Y apostrophe L E H. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't claim to know any of this shit. And honestly, if I can piss off some uh, Cthulhu nerds, then like, hey. That's a, that's a win. To me, that sounds like if someone's name was like you know they were, you know they were born they were given the name Riley, mm-hmm. but like uh, li- like I like to think about Mister uh, who once was Michael Bubble, right? Uh, change it to Buble. It's like uh, my name is Riley now. <laughs> uh, it's for- you have to call me that. No, yeah, it's Griffin Calderon. It's Calderon. That's what Siri calls you. Yeah. Or at least used to. Siri got like an update or something and now says cold iron. It's strange. Oh, Siri, you got it. Because it used to be Calderon. And I was like, wait a second. So moving on to our next thing. um, Zach, you know me. You know I love a good dog. You do love a good dog. And I found one in this book. Okay. This is the Hound of Tindalos. Are you ready for what you see? Give it to me. This jagged, emaciated entity shaped like a towering dog skeleton glistens with a blue sheen. Got a little Mordecai on that one. Yeah, there's some... I mean, I... You, uh, okay, okay, okay. We'll take it again. Okay. My, my secret is, is, is uh, like, lean British, but don't go there. You know what I mean? Lean British, but don't go there. Sure. Like, sort of get the, 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 the inflection, uh-huh. but not, like, the accent. All right, I'll try it. Okay. Okay. Take it one more time. One more time. <laughs> I was just about to. I was just about to dive straight into Cockney and like not. <laughs> it's jagged and maceated entity. <laughs> I can't do it. This jack. I don't know how to make my mouth make the sound I want. This jagged, emaciated entity shaped like a towering dog skeleton glistens with a blue sheen. That's pretty that good. Was okay. That's okay. I got good. into it. I had to warm into it, but I got there. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Eddie. Anyway, this is a nasty bone dog. That's the way to describe it, yeah. It is a fiend, actually, I've just discovered. And it is neutral evil. The hounds of Tindalos dwell in the unthinkably distant past. Unfortunately, this does not keep present-day dwellers safe from them. The <laughs> hounds travel in time rather than space and can burrow their way through the eons to reach those upon whom they have chosen to feed. Oh, cool, we're getting chrono-fucky again. Remember those yeah. like uh yeah, those things from Numenera? The bug dogs. Yeah, the things that like yeah, existed Eight. in like 30 second spans yeah no it's crazy uh their goals are mysterious but they are said to hunger after a particular food source abundant in humanoid bodies perhaps a physical substance or some sort of spiritual energy because they live in the past the hounds must be contacted or somehow alerted to a potential prey's presence any form of time travel has a chance of giving off energies or vibrations that the hounds can sense after which they may come after their victim 
The hounds live in the angles of time, though it is unclear exactly what this means. They can only emerge into the current world through an angle of... Hmm? They can only emerge into the current world through an angle of less than 120 degrees. By definition, a rectangular room has 90 degree angles at its corners. So it can run through corners, basically? Like, because it's less than 120? Like, it can only emerge into, like, a corner of a room? I don't know. I'm going to read more. Some victims have sought, with some success, to evade hounds, yeah, by hiding in an area which has no corners or walls or angles, but is instead rounded and smooth. Unfortunately, defending against Hmm. hounds alone, once one becomes their quarry, is not often enough. Many malign creatures, such as mythos satyrs and doles, hey, know of the hounds and will work with them, helping the hounds to bring down a victim. So it can only come at you in a room with corners in it or like in, in, in like the folds of a, you know, like my door over here is open and like there's a space behind it. So it can kind of, it could could come out of that. Right. Yeah. But like my closet, which is a straight line, that's 180 degrees. It can't come out of my closet. No, but you have a corner in your closet though. I do. It can come out in the corner of the closet, but it can't come out through my closet door. Yes. What the fuck are these things? Uh, also, fun fact, they can fly. They're just dogs, oh. but they have a 60-foot fly speed. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's not good. Uh, they can't be charmed. Uh, the hound is covered in a toxic ichor. Some people think it's pronounced icor, but they're wrong. It's an and I'm here to tell them today, you are wrong. A creature is exposed if it touches the hound, hits the hound with a weapon within five feet, or hit, is hit by the hound's claws. At the start of each of the exposed creature's turns, they take 1d6 poison damage. The effect ends when fire damage is dealt to the creature, or a creature uses its action to wipe the ichor off. So these things are highly flammable. Uh, they have some innate spell casting, fog cloud, invisibility, detect thoughts, scrying, hold monster, locate creature, and phantasmal killer. They regenerate 15 hit points at the start of their turn. The hound is timeless, Zach. No thanks. It's timeless, just like our friendship. The hound can't be aged and is immune to slow and any other effect that would alter how time passes for it. It automatically notices time travel and divinations that are used to glimpse the future within one mile of it. Uh, It can attack you with its claws. It can slap you with its tongue, which deals psychic damage and reduces the target's wisdom score by 1d4. Zach's making a very frightened face right now. Well, what comes next? (laughs) Yeah. The target dies if this reduces its wisdom score to zero. I mean, that makes sense. That happens. Yeah. Okay, here's a little, maybe a little more on the angled entry thing. It's, it's got to move. The Hound of Sandalos teleports to a location it has seen before, or if it has a good description of it, or even on another plane of existence. It can also choose a destination by naming a distance within 500 feet, blah, blah, blah. It arrives to the point nearest five feet at a sharp angle such as a room corner or doorway. The angle must be 120 degrees or less and must have a physical form. An image of an angle is insufficient. Man, these things are smarter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Are you suggesting that you have lower than a 17 inch, Zach? I, like seventeen is a high end. Yeah, dude. no, I'm. I don't. I certainly don't have like, that. Like, I think like at most I've got like a thirteen, maybe. I would say thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there. Thanks, bud. Yeah. 
You're smart. Cody. Also, I'm looking at the art of this thing. Yeah, it don't look like no fucking dog, dude. What are you talking about? It's got four legs. It's got a. It's got a head. It's got a tail. Yeah, but it, it it looks more like a chupacabra. I guess. I mean, maybe that's just. I think it's just maybe a, a bit short sighted of you. I mean, like imagine playing fetch with one of these things. Yeah, I would throw the stick away so that I could run the <laughs> fuck the other direction. I will admit it has a strange mouth shape. It has a strangely like round mouth, which is not Ovular very common mouth. on dog on dogs. Um, and there's some Got other non dog like features, like the horns and the spines. But you know, I mean, and I, the fact that it's just got arms. Oh, those are his paws, dude. <laughs> 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 no, just his paws, dude. I mean, like yeah. I know, I know that like I refer to my when I with my dogs, like I would refer to their front legs as their arms. That's, yeah, but like that's just his paws. That's just his leggies. He's a cute little guy, isn't he? I love him. It's your right to, and I would, but I don't. And I would open all of my rooms' angles, uh, or, or s- shut them to less than 120 degrees, so they can all come in and snuggle with me. They're not gonna snuggle you. They're gonna eat you, Griffin. I guess. You know what? I'm coming around. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> okay, good. The the bit is dead. Um, okay, good. I killed it. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's leave now. No, we got like five more minutes to talk about these things. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come, come on. on. Okay, whatever. What else? Well, they live in the past, which is cool. Okay. So, like, do you think they're all hanging out at, like, a like a 1920s, like, speakeasy right now? Just kind of waiting for a call? Yeah, I know. They're all wearing fucking fedoras yeah. and, 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 and nice big suits. Yeah. See, come on. Play with me in the space. At, at least two of them have like some Rugers like in their in their like strapped under their arm, mm-hmm. and a couple have some knives tucked in their sock that have like the weird garters yeah, that the keep the socks up. What's up with sock garters, man? Like, I mean, it's to keep the keep the, your socks looking fresh. I guess you don't get the you don't get the lump under your like pant leg. I guess. Yeah, there's a dartboard. Yeah, that they're throwing their knives at. Exactly. I was going to say that. Yeah, they're throwing their big, like, Bowie knives at it. Yeah. There's some smooth jazz playing. And, uh, yeah, they get up and they they dance. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this fiction. Okay. Or, alternatively, I mean, they could be, I mean, they could be anywhere. They could be in, in ye olde times. Ye olde times, Yeah, they could, they could be hanging out in, like, cat, well, hmm. Time is, time is an illusion, and so is death. But does time exist all at once? Because if these things live in the past, that means that the past is currently happening for them. So is it just always happening? I don't know, dude. (laughs) I super don't understand time travel, but I love talking about it. Yeah, it makes my brain hurt. Yeah. A little. But hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to hang out with these cool bone dogs. They're not cool. I like them a dogs. lot. I, they are dogs. They're like, literally called hounds. I know you like them, but hey, a lot of times we as people can like things that are very bad for us. Thanks. And this is bad for you in the fact that it will eat you. Are you trying to tell me that you're not going to let me get a hound of Tindalos to keep in the shop? 
Yes, I've been telling you to get a dog, just not this dog. I, I finally find one that I'm like willing to pull the trigger on. You're going to shut me down on this. Yes, yes I am. For your well-being, I will not let you have this dog. But Zach, they use I, their... you know what? I, I will. I will call your landlord on you. Um, you don't know who my landlord is. I'm assuming new love. Shit. But fuck Fine. yeah. I already bought all the kibble. <laughs> yeah, the kibble. It's called Mark from down the hall's <laughs> fucking skin. I'd be fine with that. They're fucking loud, too. All right, Hamilton Dallas. Well, I had the do- I had the adoption papers all signed and all that noise. I had a name you can t- You can tell them that, 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 that their uncle Zach said, fuck no. Yeah. They'll just go through a corner into the past and they'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, hounds. Hardly knew ye. Sliding doors and all that. that they can't walk through. There you are. There we are. Okay. So our last our last friend. What's our last friend? Last, our last friend. They're all friends. Uh, for the day. I believe it's pronounced Nof Kit. G N O O P H dash K E H. Nof Kit. Nof Kit. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, sorry. I just, I just saw the art. <clears throat> all right. Here we go. <clears throat> This tall, white-furred entity looms in the snow like an eerie statue. A pall of fear and unrest awakens in you as its beady eyes peer your very soul. I'm really liking this voice. Like, this is a good... Hey, did, like, you, right on the edge of British. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear what I was talking about? Kinda, yeah. Uh, but, like, for real, though, like keep that voice in your back pocket. That's a good, like... Horror it's a, podcast it's a, it's a, narrator voice. It's a voice. pretty good voice. Uh, the North Kit. North Kit. We're going to have to I'm say it every go. time like that. I know. Stands between 10 and 18 feet tall. Yuck. And weighs up to 10, uh, up to two tons. When it moves, it can do so on two or six limbs. Well, sorry, two to six limbs. Oh, okay. Well, depending on its need for speed or action. Uh. It rarely allows itself to be seen moving if it can help it. Preferring to simply appear suddenly. Hey, North Kit. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting more anime every time you do it. It's fair. Uh, psychically ensnares the mind, making it hard to look away or concentrate. Ugh. Observers develop worsening symptoms of illness the longer they perceive it. Suffering chills, coldness, weakness, lethargy, and a desire to sleep and... And to stop moving. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give Zach Robb's description of this thing real yeah, fast. Yeah, sure. Um, so this thing oh, is God. real big. It looks like it's just kind of got a, like a fleshy skull for a head. Mm-hmm. A pair of very big horns coming off the top of the skull, sort of aiming backwards. Mm-hmm. And it looks like another set sort of poking from like, like, like. Uh, uh, coming from the back of its skull, kind of yeah. over the shoulders to the front, and sort of curving out front. They're not quite tusks. No, they're like little neck horns. They're like little neck horns. It's got a pretty long torso. It's got four arms um, with big ass claw esque hands, yeah. um, and then two detigradis. Detigrade. Let. 
But like, it, it, like if something like if their legs oh. are to detigrades, they are like detigrates. I don't know. You're asking the wrong. I don't know. I think it's just detigrate. Like that is the Whatever. descriptor for the legs. Some detigrated legs, but they've got like hands for feet. <laughs> and then this they've bitch got, got feet hands. This bitch got feet hands. Um, and then it's just got this big ass white mane. Like, like it's it's a whole back is just hit fur. It looks very luxurious. Like it's got like a cape of fur. Yeah, coming out yeah. Of it. Um, and then it's it's and, its skull is very like winter wraith, like emitting yeah. blue light. I can't, and I can't tell if the person in this uh, in this art is shooting a gun at it or if that's like a magic wand. I think this, I, it looks like a wizard shooting a gun. <laughs> it looks like a wizard shooting a gun because that's not um, just the beginnings of a magic missile. That's a muzzle flash. Yeah, it looks because he's got like a big magic glowing staff, but then also just a gun. You know he's a wizard because even though he's wearing a winter coat, the hood still has a fucking point to it. Yeah, <laughs> like how ostentatious. Uh, that's my next character concept. Like he's he's Marty the Gun Wizard. <laughs> he's like, it's time for me to break out my click evocation spells blah 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 it's like i've got a spell for you it's called bullet yeah <laughs> yeah puts on the shades mm-hmm. uh yeah very good he's he's enchanted a pair of sunglasses to apparate onto his face anytime he's about to make a one-liner oh yes uh even if the victim escapes from the get. The creature will forever be on each observer's mind, lurking, oh. watching, even it is even if it is too far to be seen at great distances and over long periods. This illness can be fatal. Enoughke <laughs> seems to move. Uh, oh, is it? Seems to move closer to anyone thinking about it, even if such movement seems impossible. Come on, Nofke. often lurk dis- uh, distantly to drive creatures that have seen it unconscious. Oh. Once it has incapacitated a creature in this way, the Nofkit generally swoops in to abduct the creature or, if it is hungry enough, simply eats the victim. Cool, cool, cool. As the victim draws closer to it, the illness weakens, but a different magical attack begins to affect the victim. <sighs> that of confusion. Great. The mind becomes prone to forgetting things, including who is a friend and foe, uh. but not the Nofkit. At extreme close range, this mental fog prevents mo- uh, most action altogether. Fuck this thing. Let's look at this. This is oh just this is just my sleep paralysis demon. So let's see. Uh, vulnerabilities to fire. Well, that's good. We've got something against this thing. Uh, resistant to bludgeoning and slashing from non-magical attacks. Not piercing, immune which to, is curious. Immune to cold, charmed, frightened. Can hide in the snow well. It can see in the snow well. That makes yeah, sense. Snowfield side. It explodes it when it dies. Thought sense. Ugh. Notice the distance and direction of all creatures with an intelligence of three or higher within 120 feet. It knows each one's intelligence score. <laughs> it, can, it knows how sm- it knows how well you did on your SATs. It has a death touch. Cool. Uh yeah, necrotic. Uh, was it? Uh, uh, it's a melee spell attack. Uh, deals ten d six plus twenty necrotic oh. damage. Uh, and the creature must succeed on a con save. Uh, 
or its hit point maximum is reduced by an equal amount equal to the necrotic damage Jesus it took Christ. until it finishes a long rest. If the creature's hit point maximum is reduced to zero, it dies. There you can is... only do that once a day, though. It also has, damn, the stat block for this engrossing yeah, presence. Yeah, let's, let's try to parse through this so we don't read the whole thing. Anything that looks uh, at it has to make a wisdom save. Uh-huh. On a failed save, they can't look, they, they, they become unable to look away. If it's if, if something's immune to uh 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 if it can't be frightened it's good to go as long as an engrossed creature can see the nopke it has disadvantage on attack rolls perception and investigation checks as well as on all saving throws to maintain concentration <whistles> at the start of each of its turns it makes another save on a failed save they suffer the appropriate effect below and it's got it's got things yeah like it was saying in the block it's got things based on distance forty feet or farther. A creature can... It's basically they become slowed. Mm-hmm. Or they approach. 10 to 40 feet. Yeah, their speed gets... Uh, oh, they're unable to see... Oh, man. When they're within 10 to 40 feet, they can't see it anymore. Uh, and if uh, if they had, they, it, we, they're not using dread in the game, they're affected by the confusion spell. Great, great, great. 10 feet or closer. They're incapacitated and have disadvantage oh. on ability checks. At the end of every long rest, whether in the actual presence of the Nofket or not, the engrossed creature doesn't regain its hit points and must take make a DC 16 con save. On a fail, it gains one level of exhaustion and one level of dread. Yeah, uh, Dread, I think, is a mechanic introduced in this book. Yes, yes it is. These conditions can't be removed except for magic, except by so magic. The, so the Nofket is awful. It's a nightmare. It's a, it's a, it's a nightmare demon. It's a nightmare demon, yeah. It sees Same you when you're sleeping. Yeah. It knows when you're awake. It knows if you're smart or not. Um, so be dumb, for goodness sake. <laughs> it knows if you failed your college entrance exams. Yep. Oh, man. So, like, well, you just kind of have to fight this thing from extreme range. Or you're boned, basically. Or you're bizoned, yeah. Or you kill it with fire before it can really get its hooks into anybody. Or if you're just this one wizard with a gun, just <laughs> shoot it, apparently. Yeah, how did this wizard with a gun get... How did Marty the Gun Wizard get so close? And Marty the Gun Wizard. Be okay. There's some conflicting data here. Marty, what's your secret? Maybe Marty... I don't know. Maybe he's just, like, too cool for school. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're Marty the Gun Wizard, you're a pretty fucking cool dude. So. Yeah, he just kind of, like, takes a drag off a cigarette and flicks it at it. It's just, like, playtime's over, and then shoots it. You know, like, his one-liners make him immune to charm or whatever. Yeah. He is a fearless man. He is. Marty's fearless, and we should, we all uh, strive to be more like Marty. Yeah, he's, uh, he, flicks, but yeah. he flicks the cigarette at it because it's vulnerable to fire damage. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's about it for the Nofket. I hate uh, it. I think that, I, however... I hate everything we've seen today. Um, I think there's a chance that we could use this, though, Zach, against against yeah. our greatest foes. Yeah? Yeah. I think so? I think if we just, like, manage to kind of scoop one up into a, uh, you know, into one of our big polymer bubbles that we have, that we could just, you know, kind of roll it through the portal nexus and just kind of send it to where, like, our dissatisfied customers have been who have sent us all those death threats. Hmm. And just kind of let this thing at it, you know? Like, I'm I'm all for, like, like litigation and, and 
civil prosecution and whatnot. But there comes a time, and there's certain dimensions where they don't understand the process of, of well, due process. So I think we just need to resort at that point to the nopke. All right. I wonder is, is, if there's a Cthulhu in here. Is Cthulhu like a, in the book? I don't know. I mean, his name's on the front of the book. He's got to it's be. It's on the front. He's got to be, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do like, a quick... Like, you're not going to win. Like, going against Cthulhu's like going against... But you want to like, see what that stat block looks like. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like going up against the Astral Dreadnought. Like, you're not going to win, but like... <laughs> so we found it. We, we found this it guy. It doesn't have a stat block per se, but it does have these like weird mini stat blocks for its influence and the things it does in its influence. And I'm not going to read through all of these, but I think it. I think it's. It makes sense that you can't fight this thing, right? Well, okay. Stage two does have hit points. He's got like Popeye forearms. <laughs> Kinda, you're right. It's got like different stages as well, so I think you have to like it's a this is a multi this is literally a multi stage boss fight. Yeah. Oh my god! In stage four, it has 449 hit points, a 2400 foot speed. His fly speed is a mile in six seconds. Yeah, we can't go into all of this, but holy fuck. Is Cthulhu, everyone. Check out the book. It's at petersongames.com. But yeah, other than that... um, Yikes! That's that's, that's, uh, that's Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu mythos. Um, A few selections... We just scratched the surface, I feel like. We just just scratched that fucking surface. (sighs) Um... But yeah, other than that, uh, that should be it for the episode. Yeah, we got let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just shake it off. Yeah, audience, uh, go ahead and just shake all the ick off. Shake off us. the yeah. <sighs> Beautiful. I feel better. I feel a lot better. Yeah. So uh, yeah, everybody. Um, Thank you all for listening so much to our podcast. This episode of Sack and Griffith's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us or sharing us with. I already said that. Uh, you can also yeah, check the, out the, the other the, shows. The, the Cthulhu monsters got some the, weird head spaces. <laughs> you can also check out the other shows on Ghostlight Media if you like what we do, and if you're feeling like just super extra generous, we do have a Patreon page where you can support us. Uh, we just retooled a little bit of our Patreon, so if you're uh, a current patron, go check that out, and if you're considering it, go take a look. Yeah, I think the was a twenty dollar a month range. It gets gets merch. Yeah. Like, I don't, is it monthly? I don't know. I don't understand monthly our merch? Patreon. Let's say monthly. Yeah, and then our boss will give us an angry phone call, and we'll get an email, and then we'll If we're wrong. It. Yeah. But either way, there's merch at the twenty <laughs> at $20 tier now, so go yeah. do that. Um, Free stuff. But yeah, other than that, if you're interested in hearing about anything specific on the show, hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Let us know. Uh, you can slide into our DMs anytime. Mm. Oh, we both did that at the same time. Hey, that's awesome. But that ends our journey. Oh, is that all? That's it, young boy. Well, I guess I finished all the cake, so. That you did, by the way, it was laced with poisonous ichor. Oh, man. I know, got you. (laughs) Is this why I've got this tummy ache? 
Yeah, that's exactly why you have sour tummy now. Oh, this was Cthulhu cake. Uh, it was, in fact, Cthulhu cake. Man, well... Anyway, that ends it for us here <laughs> at Zack and Griffin's <laughs> Multiversal Pet Shop. I've been Zach. I've been... I went to a pirate. God damn it, I can't do this voice. I've been Griffin. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the fucking day. It's all about love, <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's it. That's the episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 58 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Everett, Atan, and Christina for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, be sure to watch out for... <coughs> God damn, I can't just... I super can't do this voice, guys. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying my best. Okay, bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.